Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar and Nancy Gruzy. Today, we're continuing our conversation on how exactly is it that we live after healing? When we've been on the long journey to healing and you've come leaps and bounds from where you started, now what? What are my next steps after the healing and how do I stay that way? Well, our friend Dallas Cox joins us as we address the question, how do I live after healing? Welcome to The Whole Podcast, a podcast from Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, Nancy, here with the founder of Journey to Wholeness and author of Journey to Wholeness, Pastor Becky Elkintar. Hello, everyone. Um, It's so good to have everybody here today. And we have a special guest, Pastor Dallas. Hello. In the house, (laughs) Pastor Dallas. I just, I don't know. I just, it was, you guys guys were both very calm. I just wanted to come in very calm. (laughs) It's a good, calm Calm. voice. It's really fun to have Pastor Dallas here as obviously he brings a lot of energy as our kids and youth pastor at Life Church and also a men's journey to wholeness facilitator. Yeah. You facilitated a group a couple times? Yes. Mm -hmm. I've done journey to wholeness three times. Uh, I've loved it. And uh, it's been something that I, oh gosh, I probably, I probably push that to guys more than anything you got to do during your wholeness. And, yeah. and I even tell them, I, number four is happening. Number five will happen after that. Uh, I just get something out of it every single time. Mm-hmm. Even as a facilitator, I had a moment where we're going through it and I go, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> you know, kind of like, like you do for like a preacher. You're like, oh right. my goodness, oh, it's good content. It's I just, so you know, I had those moments, so. Right, yeah. and I think we, we often say, uh, amongst ourselves as Journey to Wholeness facilitators and leaders mm-hmm. that we lead it because we need it. Exactly. And so when we lead Journey to Wholeness, we're able to keep it as like a refresher of mm-hmm. why we've gone through it and what we've learned through mm-hmm. the experience, which actually ties into kind of the purpose of this episode, which yeah. is talking about what it's like after healing and to just what that, I, I feel like it's very u- utility sounding word, maintenance. Maintenance, yes. You know, but yeah. there's like this stage after you've gone through a couple where you feel like, you know, what we talked about with Tiffany last on the last episode, mm-hmm. um, where it's more of like a maintenance and keeping up with, with right. where you're at. And I feel it's, like leading it helps that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think most people come in thinking they're coming in for one reason, and then they find there's a whole other thing they didn't even know about that they need to address. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then once you get past that stage, what is that? Maybe your second or third yeah. uh, time through. Now it's, well, what are just the small things that weren't even um, worthy of looking at, right? Because yes. at the time you had something you really were trying to work through that now I have... Um, gosh, the luxury, but the blessing and the ability to actually start addressing those things in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's an ongoing process, not because um, it's not effective, but because now that you have these tools in your toolbox, I want to apply them everywhere because I'm not satisfied at being at 80 or 90% well. I'm going all in. I Mm -hmm. want 100% heaven on earth um, Mm -hmm. healing that God offers us. And if I can continue... um, to engage in this. Um, and the best way to engage in it is really being a facilitator yes. um, and like seeing uh, people's lives and stories through the lens of journey to wholeness, through a whole mm. um, healed lens really helps you then um, to see other things in your life that yeah. maybe you hadn't noticed yeah. before. I could tell you that when I did journey to wholeness, I assumed 
I knew what I was going to get out of it, that there, I was going to unpack this thing about, you know, about my family, about my father, about my mother. And I've been kind of blown away every time going, oh, wow, I, that, you know, that was revealed to me. So yeah. as a person attending that, that, that was the great thing about mm-hmm. it. But as a facilitator, I think the thing that has helped me a ton was it helped me to be a good listener. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to be patient because especially in those first couple of weeks, yes. you want to go, you know, all right, hey, here's question number one. And then you, you go, all right. And you're thinking people are like, ooh, ooh me, yeah, me, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. go first. And that's not how it is. <laughs> and so you have to kind of be patient and you have mm-hmm. to wait. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I had friends of mine who were in the last one. And, and I think one of our memories was I was trying to find cool music to play to as we we're writing down things and journaling and stuff. <laughs> and, and I remember, uh, my friend Brian said, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I found myself playing air drums. Well, because <laughs> I found a real cool, like smooth, you know, like hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so it was, it's, it's really, really, it's surprising what I got out of it. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I say I'll, I'll do it for the fourth time. I'll do mm-hmm. it for the fifth time because mm-hmm. I, again, I want to strive for wholeness. Mm-hmm. And and when you strive for wholeness, sometimes God will reveal things to you that you're like, I don't even know I had to deal with mm-hmm. that. Right. And so that's what's kind of been great about it and why I'm just eager to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I know with Stephanie, we had talked about the things we know about and then the things we didn't know about. And yeah. those are the moments that you're like, wow, that was deeply embedded mm-hmm. And and now it's not a moment of oh gosh I have something else to deal with but oh thank you God for yes. like bringing, bringing that, that to the surface up. yeah right like, yeah. now I get to work through that as well and get the benefits of it and so yeah it, it's definitely yeah. an ongoing process but also and I think that's what you can share with us today is it takes intentional maintenance on you know mm-hmm. how then do I maintain and retain all of the things that I've gained in this process because we still live in a broken world where yeah. um, mm-hmm. there are obstacles and challenges and situations each day that you know we have to work through and face and maybe didn't expect and how do I keep um, this wholeness that I've attained in the face of new challenges and obstacles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and like you said, maintenance is the huge thing is understanding what were your takeaways? What was the thing that, um, you know, that triggers. And so, you know, for me, uh, I found in this last time, uh, I understood for me, uh, one of the things that I needed to heal from was the, the fact that I needed to heal um, from moving on when people don't. When you maybe someone moves away, mm-hmm. someone goes, you know, you're 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 no longer friends with someone. Be, you know, it could be a variety of things. And how can I move forward for that? And I think one of the maintenance is when you have hurt mm-hmm. that you have healed from, and it resurfaces, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, okay, what in those trigger points, mm-hmm. you know, what what do I? Where where is the root of that? Mm-hmm. Where is that stemming from? Mm-hmm. And then identify, no, the reason you're feeling like this is because of this. And so for me personally, you know, going back to my the friend thing, the reason that I um, you know, when people move, you know, we are we're in pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us, people have have moved on because of it. They've they've, you know, gone different places and it personally hurt me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I taking this so personal? And I, I right. mean, to the point I had depressing thoughts mm-hmm. about it. And it was all stemmed because uh, at seven years old, which in Journey to Wholeness, I found out, I used to say five, mm-hmm. but I did my timeline. Oh, I, wow. go, I go, no, it's not five. It was seven wow. when my mother left. My, 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 my uh, parents did not have a healthy relationship. 
But I also just found this out recently. I didn't know that my parents were married. I thought my parents were married when I was seven. They weren't. Mm. So, which makes sense why one day my mom's there, the next day she's gone. Mm. And it was one of those things where she, we came home and my, she was always there. Mm. I mean, from, from birth until seven, my mom was always there when we got home, always had things. I mean, she was just, she was a great mom. I mean, she knew I loved them Teenage Ninja Turtles. So if they had a cereal, a macaroni and cheese, anything, she'd get it for me because <laughs> she knew that's what I loved. And so there was a day that we came home and she wasn't there. Mm. And I had an older sister. She's about five years older than me. And so she kind of was in charge at the time. So I was seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. So she was 12. Would make sense for her to kind of be the babysitter at the time. And and she, it wasn't until maybe, oh gosh, maybe six o'clock at night, my dad comes home and just says, your, not, your mom's not going to be with us anymore. Hmm. And, you know, at the time I didn't think this, I'm glad I didn't, but I'm like, did she die? Like, mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. No idea what and nope, she's yeah. just, your, your mom's, your mom's uh, gone. Mm. And that's kind of oh. what I got. Mm. I didn't, and, and I didn't no ask. explanation. And I didn't really ask questions though. Mm -hmm. You know, I you wasn't. at know what questions to ask. I, exactly. Yeah. At that age. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so it was gone being gone for a day, gone for a week or gone forever. And so it went from her being there every day to then we would visit her during the summer and Christmas. So I'd get three months out of the year and then about two weeks out of the year. So three mm. months, two weeks every year, seeing her and then having to leave. Mm. And even those moments where, you know, the last day before my dad would pick us up would be the worst day for me. I hated it because mm. I knew tomorrow I have, to, I have to live a life without her again. Mm. And so those are things that I didn't realize bothered me as much until you know, things resurface. Right. And so uh, in my mind, I, I thought I couldn't, you know, because I was arrested in development with some of the things with my mother leaving, mm -hmm. that those are the things that, so the maintenance is so important because you have to go, no, this is the reason you're feeling this way is because of this. And so you, when you identify the trigger and you identify it, then it allows you to then again, journey through that mm -hmm. and then heal from that and, and, and get strength from it. And so uh, it's helped me a lot with my, without being specific with my prayers, mm. God heal mm. me from this mm -hmm. understanding that this is triggering from my past, mm -hmm. that this is, and so it's helped me with my worship. Mm -hmm. You know, something like I was telling you, Pastor Becky, there's, I, I don't want to just worship. I want to find certain worship songs mm -hmm. because I don't want just the hits. I want songs that have words that I need to hear mm -hmm. and I need to sing mm -hmm. and worship over my life in right. that situation. And so I think it's, again, maintenance is huge, but being very specific and, and triggering those things, I think can really help with healing. I love that. I want to unpack that. There's mm -hmm. so much yep. there. <laughs> I could, I could uh, see it in your eyes, I'm Becky. Like, I'm like, like, I'm so in my many journey things. mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's hear of it. Really just hearing that um, in your story. And I just want to like define this for people because mm -hmm. when you hear a story like that, you might think, oh, well, this is going to be an always thing. I'm yeah. always going to be triggered in this way. Mm -hmm. But really it took an event um, like we've had and for, you know, I know we're tired of saying pandemic, mm -hmm. but for the past two years, um, we either were separated from mm -hmm. or we saw a great movement of yes. individuals who were adjusting. You were adjusting in your jobs. You were adjusting in the places you gathered. You were adjusting maybe location and where you worked from. Some people went back to work. Some people didn't. Some people went back in different clumps or groups um, and some are still working from home where you got assigned a different group. So it just changed the dynamic of really 
everything that we're experiencing. And so you wouldn't have had an opportunity mm -hmm. like this where there were multiple changes yes. that mm. now your brain related to a time in your life where you experienced um, the heartache of loss um, of something that you didn't have resolution to. Mm -hmm. And because we've had this ongoing uh, experience of a loss of people for very good reasons, yeah. often, sometimes some that we don't know and we didn't get closure on, that's really where you didn't get closure as a child. You didn't know which questions to yeah. ask. Yeah. And so you didn't have verbiage or words for it. We know that when you experience trauma, like you lost your mother, you didn't know what happened, right? Yeah. Any multitude of things could have happened. And at some point your brain did create a narrative around mm -hmm. it. When you go through a trauma, you're actually the part of your brain that use, um, that actually forms your, your words, your vocabulary shuts down. Yeah, And so you can't actually even come up with words because you didn't have them at that time. And so the culmination mm -hmm. of those things would in a time like we have now, not in all. So Pastor Dallas hasn't been struggling with this for every year since then right, yeah. because right. he hasn't had an event and he hasn't been in a place of healing where you've worked through a lot of the things that you knew about yes. for this one thing to come up mm -hmm. as something that is time. Like it's like the Holy Spirit is saying, it's time for you to be free yeah. of this yes. burden as yeah. well. Yes. That you may have been living in a fear of been reacting or interacting or relationally um, responding to individuals with this fear fear of, mm -hmm. oh no, I could lose someone at any time. Yes. And that is a stressor that is mm -hmm. overwhelming over a period of time. It's just as chronic as a chronic physical illness. Yes. It's chronic in, in your mental capacity, but also in your relational capacity. Um, and so here we have this opportunity and it comes up. And the fact that you have cleared the path enough to actually recognize it when it happened yes. that, hey, um, I understand in my mind why these things are true and, and are happening, mm -hmm. but my heart is hurting, yes. right? I have heartache in this. And this heartache, often we use the word disproportionate, right? That something's disproportionate. But I would also say this is deeply embedded. Mm -hmm. So it may mm -hmm. be disproportionate. I'm reacting larger than the situation is asking for, but also this is impacting me deeper than I had actually thought mm -hmm. should. And my mind tells me, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And when those moments happen, and I, I often we talk about the disproportionate, but these are moments as well that we talk about in Journey. Has this impacted you so deeply that you have heartache, that you have pain uh, within you? And now you need to ask, where, where does that stem from? Where did that start? When is the first time I remember mm -hmm. having this interaction or having this experience and what does that have to do with mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. yeah and so it takes you to places in your timeline and because you've done a timeline because yeah. you've been through journey you can go and you start correcting things no actually it was here and here and it's like this fine tuning yeah. of like the story at large um so again i just want to like unpack that and yep. as you said arrested development mm -hmm. in that this is how i learned how to deal with loss and people leaving in my life and now as an adult, I can go back to that place yeah. in my timeline where it occurred and rewrite the truth in that narrative, not the mm -hmm. truth that I, or not the narrative that I wrote that became my truth that when people leave or when people say they're going, I have no idea what's going to happen yeah. and there's no resolution. Mm -hmm. And so you wouldn't even think to ask some of the questions maybe that today you would ask somebody if they said, I'm moving on. You're like, girl, oh, I'm so happy for you. Let me ask yes. you a couple of questions, yeah. right? That yeah. you wouldn't have thought about in the past yes. mm -hmm. because now as your whole heal, um, 
healed and, and mature adult self, you can go back and correct those for yourself. So yes. in the mm. end, this isn't something that you're, well, I found this trigger and this is going to be forever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not how yeah. God works. No, no. And, no. And, and even to that, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to go, when people move on, you don't have to blame yourself. You don't have mm-hmm. to say, you know, oh, did I do something what did wrong? I do? What did, did I, do? I, you know, because again, going back to this, to the root of the issue that b- brings up this, this unhurt, or this hurt, and 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 um, being just in a place where you're not healed, you start to go, oh, oh I could have done this and could have done that, mm. and again, looking through my timeline, it's the reason that I was probably in relationships longer than I needed to be because I was trying to fix and fix and fix, and and um, because I was more. Uh, paranoid of the relationship ending mm-hmm. than than actually uh, stepping back and going, is this relationship healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so I was in a lot of unhealthy relationships mm-hmm. because I wanted, you know, the timeline. Oh, we've been together this long. We've been together this. I mean, and which is again, that's yeah. healthy, mm-hmm. but sure. that became the focal point yes. more than the health of the relationship. Right. And right. so, and people have done oh, that, that and I bet people listening mm-hmm. to this have gone, yeah, I was in a relationship longer than I needed to be because I focused on the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I've been with him five years. Yeah, but not not five good years. Not five healthy it's, years. Yeah, not five healthy years. <laughs> and so that, that's got to be the thing too is is when you heal, you got to make sure you're focusing on the right things also. Mm-hmm. You know, am I focusing so much on, am I trying to put it on me or am I just saying, hey, this is just, like you said it, I'm so happy for you mm-hmm. to go there, do this. Or but again, in this time, you know, I'm so happy that you, you've you made a decision to do this in this season. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm not doing that, that's not that I'm right and you're wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes mm-hmm. in those moments, we want to make someone the villain and the other person the yeah. hero. Right. And that's not healthy either. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is this, right, this isn't a betrayal. This isn't. So some of the things in mm-hmm. your story itself, like you felt abandoned and mm-hmm. uh, you were fearful. And so we have to address those concerns or those narratives as they happen. And so as you're saying farewell and good luck to someone, it's it's totally valid to say, how does our relationship look after this? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is this a, a work relationship? And, and those are questions you might ask yourself, but you might ask the person who you're talking, hey, are we gonna stay in touch? How does this look going yeah. forward? Mm-hmm. What yeah. can I anticipate? What yes. can I expect? Instead of going, Well, I don't know how this is gonna look. Yeah. Let's see yes. how this turns out. Yep. Why why wait and put yourself through that process when today as an adult you can just say, Hey, how's this gonna look going forward? Because mm-hmm. you know, we were really close or how are we gonna get together? Or you know what like this is just this was a great season and we need to say goodbye because our seasons are changing so much that we can't really rationally make any commitments to each other and that's okay too but it brings you that closure yes yes it doesn't then trigger that little boy who was uncertain about what does my world look like yeah Mm -hmm. 100 percent yeah Yeah. And so last time we talked about, well, one of the things you have to do is work on your perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Like I need to rewire my brain about how I look at certain things. And here we're talking about, I need to start rewriting some narratives that I was operating on that were affecting how I relate to other people and what I hold on to and what I endure (laughs) and what I put up with. Um, Because if you're working from a fear of losing, you're not, like you said, looking at, was this a relationship to actually maintain and continue. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how that can really, like you're asking the wrong question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I And it's funny because another perspective, again, you know, um, moving past the healing is, is the power of forgiveness. And so that was something yeah. that I also journeyed through uh, with my father. Uh, I, I did, I was in a place of unforgiveness. I think some of it did stem from, 
my mom leaving. And so he became the villain in that. You're the reason she mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but in that process of, of me giving my life to Jesus, and I've, I've talked about this a couple of times that what's great about forgiveness is I feel like God, you know, really encouraged me to forgive my father, even though, uh, because God has forgiven me and and I had so many reasons not to forgive him, but I understood how powerful God's forgiveness was. Mm-hmm. And so it really helped me through that. But going through during the wholeness, it's helped me, you know, because during wholeness, we talk about forgiveness and 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 how we need to move past and how forgiveness is for us. Mm-hmm. It's not for the offender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's helped a ton to now, like you said, uh, my narrative is different with my father. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was the villain. He was, the narrative was, you'll never see him again, mm-hmm. but now I, I see him all the time. And mm-hmm. I have a great relationship with him because I've allowed the healing to come between our relationships. And for me, not to hold on to things and, and and give myself all the reasons why I should hold on. But again, when I remind myself that healing is for me, right. then I should let go. I, I want to mm-hmm. be healed. I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to, you know, I want the forgiveness. I want to forgive so that I could heal from that. And so then it makes you hold, let go and say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hold on. And, and, and it's hard. And you'll have conversation with people who will say, well, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. <laughs> and it's like, but are you letting yourself heal from Stay that there, forgiveness yeah. with that statement? And so, yeah. um, and not to say that even some, you know, not you we're not justifying the actions. Mm-hmm. There's actions that have happened that isn't justifiable, but you can still forgive through that. Mm-hmm. It may take time for some people, but for sure. you will heal the more and more you walk in that forgiveness. So. Yeah, that's a tough one. I think a lot of people are like, I can't forget, right? Because there's yeah. a mm-hmm. semblance of control. Yeah. And yet... Um, <sighs> We're healed when we can remember the event without emotions attached to it. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Right? And so, like, <laughs> like can you go yeah. back there without feeling that stab without in your stomach, all of that. the tension in yeah. your chest, without your the face flushing and, and your, your fist kind of <laughs> clenching, right? Like, can you remember it without emotion attached? And, uh, yeah. And the way I encourage um, people is, can you remember that redeemed? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, what that's what that story and what that has turned into. Right. Yeah. And so I yeah. have no problem with you telling a story because even as journey to homeless mm-hmm. facilitators, it can seem like, well, we hang on to these stories to share them. Yeah. And sure. yet we keep reliving them. And really yeah. that's what you're doing. Um, your brain doesn't know the difference between the originally originating event and what's what you're remembering today. Yes. All it yes. knows is it's experiencing the same thing. And so we have to be wow. able to tell that in a way in which we also tell the redemptive story. Um, yes. We refer to uh, uh, David in, in the Bible, how he, in the Psalms he was there and he lamented and he grieved yes. and he complained, but then he had this, but God moment, yes. you know, but God, it, he is faithful and true and with me and he has never left me. And I remember all these things. And, and so if you can tell a story in a way where you speak of, and, and we're not saying to not address the harm right. that you have actually experienced. In fact, you have to name it because yes. you have to bring it out of darkness into yep. the light yes. so that it can be healed. But you have to have the but God and here's where it was redeemed and here's what he's done with it today. Mm. So if you're wondering, well, how do I get rid of the emotional <laughs> side of it? That's how you do it because you're yeah. so excited to tell the redemptive part yeah. that the hurt part isn't the focus of the story anymore. It's the redemption. Like here's what God has done with it and here's what he's doing with it today. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to tell you about that because yeah. then there's hope infused for you and hope is the start of all healing. Yeah. And I had a really great but God moment with my father recently 
Because again, so cool. sometimes when we talk about forgiving and forgetting and moving past and stuff, we don't, the fear is I don't want to go back and, and, and live in it. Right. And so that's people's fear yep. of during wholeness. Well, I don't want to relive anything. I don't want to relive my timeline. Right. But what I've had in those moments is I've actually gone back in the timeline and I've seen the good in it. Mm-hmm. The good that my dad did in my past. Yes. And the good, And some of the things that I didn't understand at the moment that as an adult yep. and as a father, I go, mm-hmm. oh, that's what you were doing. Yeah, that oh, that's so what that. Sense. And so there was actually a moment where I called my dad and, mm-hmm. and you know, which any parent would love to hear when you're, mm-hmm. hey, thank you for doing this. <laughs> yes. I didn't understand yeah. it at the moment, but now I totally get what mm-hmm. you're doing right. and I'm grateful for it. And so, you know, of course he took it well and he, he oh yeah, yeah. So, but, it, <laughs> but again, that was a great sign of healing for yes. me also is realizing that I could go back in that timeline that I thought I would never go back to, that I would mm-hmm. never revisit and I find the good in it. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is a good sign of that. My lens of perspective has changed. It's healed. Mm -hmm. Um, I say once you start seeing uh, Journey Wholeness in every single movie you watch, then you're probably infused, right? You can't watch one without going, oh, I remember watching Mr. Rogers, the movie about Mr. Rogers and being like, he journeyed us, you know, and just being really excited about it. But it's true that we think that going back in our timeline is going to be painful. And I'm not saying there isn't discomfort, that there isn't disruption. Mm -hmm. And yet the goal though, and, and, and what you're going to attain is freedom from the things that want to um, hold you back, that want to hold fear or doubt or worry over your life because they're just not dealt with. They're Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. faced. They haven't been brought to the light and the light of who you are today. Cause today you are not that, kid, not that teenager, not that young adult who made mistakes and they're just mistakes. And to start looking at yourself through the redemptive eyes of Christ through his lens um, makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. And so if you didn't have that back then, and I'm guessing you didn't because this would be a different story if you had, then go back and give yourself that gift of actually bringing the light of Christ onto your timeline, into the stories of heartache and hurt and pain that you hold still hidden in your heart. He's saying, open that up and let's let's move that out so that I can abide there so that you can live in me. And now your lens, everything you see is going to be exactly how Pastor Dallas is talking about. Mm-hmm. You're going to see him in everything. Yes. And, yes. and it's oh, yeah. it's so beautiful to be able to live in that way. Um, and then you'll be, want to be a facilitator too yeah. because you'll want yeah. to hear other That's stories right? and see that it's in so other true. people's lives because once you have this gift, you cannot help but passing it on to everyone mm-hmm. else that you know, yeah. which is why you hear people yeah. say, everyone needs to do journey to yeah, wholeness. It's very true. And that's, yeah, and that's something that you said, Dallas, you said um, the narrative with my dad has changed. Yeah. So oftentimes we talk about the narrative being this narrative from the past and we don't realize that in the process of healing, we're rewriting the narrative. And then when we name it, we can say, this is the new Narrative, right. like what you're saying about just what the right. redemption is in that. Right. And then as a, something I was going to mention earlier too, as a journey to wholeness facilitator, um, it really softens your own heart. Yes. He, knowing that you need healing and you're going through healing. When you hear other people sharing their stories, it gives you like this unexplainable, like amount of grace to yeah. to them and toward them. So like this is true. I'm thinking of your relationship with your dad mm-hmm. and how probably because of the things that you've done to heal yourself, yeah. your lens and your heart has softened to what he had to go through mm-hmm. and what his perspective is in all of it. And I love that about 
um, I guess part of the maintenance piece of this and just being uh, someone who's gone through journey to wholeness is shifting that perspective yeah. of other people too mm-hmm. um, because you've done the work in your own oh, heart. Yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, I was just thinking of Second uh, Corinthians 10, 5 that we talk about in journey, which is um, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. And then the next part is what I love. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so when you were talking about um, actually speaking the narrative mm-hmm. um, and actually identifying these things. That's literally what we're doing. We're taking captive every thought. We're saying, yeah. here is what's true and this is the direction that we're going in. Because mm-hmm. remember, your brain, while it is intricate and amazing, um, it, it's basically your hard drive. And so it's receiving <laughs> information in the same way until you direct it otherwise, mm-hmm. until you as the authority over yourself. Now mm-hmm. think about this. As a child, whatever your parents said to you, they were the authority. They were the ones who knew. Yeah. That they're right. the people who you look to. And if for whatever reason, due to situation or circumstance, they didn't explain some things that were happening to you. They thought they were maybe protecting you from certain things. So they didn't actually give you a narrative for that. And you and your little mind and self (laughs) that was like not fully formed and mature, you just made some assumptions about life. And now when you set that straight, it's taking every thought captive into the obedience of Christ, meaning looking at it through the lens of Christ um, so that it can be redeemed. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just love that you pointed, pointed that piece out. <laughs> so Pastor Dallas, what would you say in your maintenance? Um, what are some of the things that you've established or practice or you do like on a daily basis that has helped you to maintain the wholeness that you've worked hard to achieve and, and that you maintain now? Um, I think it's, it's honestly, for me, it's when something stirs up in me, I think the biggest thing I do is I have to stop. I have to identify. And honestly, I need to pray. And so um, my prayer life has probably been the best it's ever been. (laughs) 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 Because I have to have those moments where I go stop and go, no, 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 no. Because I understand Mm. that if I allow emotion, Mm -hmm. if I allow doubt, if I allow my mind to wander, Mm -hmm. Mm. it will take me places I don't want it to go. Mm. And so I need to, I need to, grab onto it and just surrender to God. Say, God, I, and, and that's the thing is I've loved my prayer life because it's been the realest and the most honest I've talked to God. Yeah. And I've, you know, wow. just talking, the way I'm talking right now is how I talk to God mm-hmm. and just, and how I say things. And I, and I'll even say, isn't this funny that right now that the enemy is trying to get me, or isn't it funny that I'm thinking this where I'm allowing this? And so I'll have these conversations with God and I'll go, thank you. Thank you that through the Holy Spirit, you've grabbed on me and said, hey, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Cause right now yeah. you're, you're going down a dark path. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know for, 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 you know, for people, especially with people who have addiction issues, mm-hmm. that's when addiction comes in. When you let it linger, mm-hmm. when you let it linger and it gets worse and worse and worse, then you want to escape. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so for me, I think the best thing is when it comes, stop, like recognize mm-hmm. and yeah. just go to God. Find that scripture. That yeah. was my biggest thing too. I said, mm-hmm. God, I need a, I need a verse I need to lean on or a couple of verses yes. that I need to. to lean on and hold on to. And so um, I remember Philippians 4, um, 6 and 7 was so big. 
because it, you know, it was don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Mm-hmm. Tell God what you want and thank him for all he's done. And then he'll give you a peace that goes beyond understanding. And I love that because I go, man, I wonder what a peace beyond understanding would be like. Mm-hmm. Like, oh gosh, you know. Yeah, I want that. I want a <laughs> yeah. peace where I'm like, wow, you know. And I think it's because when you have a peace that goes beyond that, you go, why was I worrying about this? Why was I frustrated about it? Why was I angry mm-hmm. about this? Why was I overthinking that? Because you're in that peace where you go, why? <laughs> and I and I'm thankful to God that giving me that. But you know, but that shift, don't worry, but pray. Right. Pray about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Be detailed. Be just know that God's not like, hey, can we hurry this up? This is kind of a long <laughs> prayer time. He's not going to do that. That's the whole right. point yeah. of everything He did through Jesus. Was I want to have a relationship with you yeah. that that uh, that sin is not in front of it. So I want to be with you in every single aspect. And I knew that sin was going to be the separation. So Jesus became the bridge for that. So now we can talk and we can be in union. Yeah. All the mm-hmm. time, no matter what, and I think that's why he, yeah. And so, constantly, constantly go to. Him. So that that's probably what I would say is just yeah. stop, stop, and and then surrender. Stop the spiral because mm-hmm. yes. so quickly you can just have this triggering moment, and then right. allow yourself to go back to what we talked about on the last episode is just that default and that easy, comfortable. Right. This is just what my brain naturally mm-hmm. goes to. This is what I'm accustomed to. Yeah. Yep. However really many years to... you've been living, this is the <laughs> right. way I've handled things. This is how it is. But yeah. now that I have these tools that I've infused mm-hmm. into myself over 12 weeks or through an yeah. intensive, okay, well, I also it. have this other option. Am I going to go that way? And yes. so that, for you, I love that you attach a scripture to it because yeah. I always say attach God's word to it yes. so that it has mm. power um, to make changes. And it's, that's your reminder. As you were talking, it reminded me mm-hmm. of um, John 14, 26. And it's just the Holy Spirit whom the Father will has sent in his name will teach you all things and remind you of everything that he said. And it's yeah. that that little nudge that you have of, well, this is the way I've always done it. And you're, you're ready to go. And you have that moment yes. of, but I could do it this way instead and really change mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And can I do that early on enough that it doesn't become so overwhelming that now I'm fatigued mm-hmm. and now I'm overwhelmed. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to go the way I was or, or mm-hmm. make it numb and make it go away. Um, and for sure, uh, like we said, there have been multiple things thrown at us. Um, even today that we're facing uh, having to make small uh like multiple small decisions every day that can make you feel fatigued. And yet um, doing this work actually takes root and it does make a difference even mm-hmm. in the most trying of times. Yeah, um, yeah. so redirecting, um, I think is like the number one. Like, yeah. Can I yeah. redirect my behavior, my thoughts, my actions, yes. my worries, right? Because I'm 100% in charge. I can't say, well, this or that made me do it. Mm-hmm. What we learn is we're actually the authority over ourselves. And yep. what am I going to do with that um, now? What would you say is the second thing that you've incorporated um, that has helped you? Um, oh, gosh. Um Having, I guess I would say having the right people in your life, mm. you know, having people who are going to lift you up and not tear you down, mm-hmm. um, have, having people who are going to be honest with you because that you, you know, it's easy and it's comfortable to find people who will be the, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. And they want you to stew in <laughs> the it. Yes, man. Yes. Yeah. But it's always good to have people in your life going, but why are you, why are you worried about that? Mm-hmm. Why, why are mm-hmm. you even thinking about that That's still? Good. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, uh, you know, my, one of my great friend, Keith, I was, I was just kind of venting him about something and, and I, and I said, I think it's this. And I think, I think this person's mad at me because of this. 
And he goes, that's probably what it is. He goes, and God probably told you that. So why are you wandering anymore? <laughs> you need to move on. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. You know, so it's good to have friends who are going to be honest with you and real with you. Yeah. yeah. So I think finding, you know, so surround yourself with some healthy people who are going to make sure that you're continuing on your journey. Mm -hmm. I right. think would be really, really mm -hmm. key. People who are on the journey who are, who aren't afraid to press into the uncomfortable right. yeah. things yeah. to like, challenge you sometimes and is it really that or could it be something else mm -hmm. or and you know and it gets mm -hmm. uncomfortable like you don't want to say that to them and yet why wouldn't you if uh, if you friend, truly want to heal too yeah, yeah. is going yeah. to press in with you and with you not you know don't be throwing lobs at your friends and like <laughs> <laughs> pointing yeah. out things and then right. you don't like what i'm saying is are you willing to to sit in conversation to press into those moments that might be uncomfortable but you know if if they can get past that, um, if they can push through that and find mm -hmm. like the bottom of that, mm -hmm. how much of a difference that would make and how much freedom that would bring yes. to my friend. To them. Very yeah. true. Very and true. so um, just like yeah. Job, right? And his friends, they came and they sat and they witnessed his pain and his uncomfortable. I, I think of, you know, grieving and, mm -hmm. and those who come to sit with us um, in the loss. And um, I, I think of like my husband who, you know, and her, his, best friend's father died. He just went to be with them. And he's yeah. like, Oh, you know what? So you just came and he's like, yeah, I'm just here for whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. And it was things like they had to move his hospital bed out of his bedroom. Yeah. It was things like they had to go return some equipment. And it was like, he goes, well, you probably have better things to do. Nope. I just oh. want to be with yeah. you in these moments yeah. side by side that I'm here with you. You're not alone. And, and I'm just present. And that is, like the friend of friends, that someone who would come and sit with you in mm -hmm. the uncomfortable moments yes, um, and witness them with you, but just be present as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't have those people around you, can I encourage you to just go to a journey to hold this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because there is quick. a multitude of yeah. people yeah. who are on yeah. the journey as well, mm -hmm. um, who when you have the same language and the same tools, and honestly, you've opened up your story in yeah. a very intimate way mm -hmm. uh, to a group of people who might have been strangers before that. Um, the bonds and the friendships that I see formed yeah. uh, in groups in those moments are the truest of friendships yes. mm -hmm. and yes. the most long-lasting. It's like the opposite of a, a typical friendship that starts with like all of the, where do you work? How Pleasant old are you? How many kids? Yes. All the talk. This is like the exact opposite yeah. where you like deep dive into yeah. your past Here's and your story. Here's the worst moment on my timeline. Yep. <laughs> and then you pull yourself out of it. And yeah. <laughs> you want to hang out after this? Awesome relationships. <laughs> yeah. And yet you do. Like, yes. I think we're all It's wired. just that next level of vulnerability and yes. transparency that and when you get to that and point. And empathy. Yeah. Yes. But also I'm not alone. Yeah. yeah, like I'm yeah. just not alone. I'm not the only one. And that's what mm. the enemy would want to say to you, that you're all alone in this, that you're the yeah. exception, that no one will understand. And in fact, they'll actually reject you if they would find out the they truth. They know that. Mm -hmm. And yet mm -hmm. we come to talk and find out that his weapons and his ways are the same. Um, creativity is of God. Satan is not creative. He can yeah. only play on the things that God is creative. And so to know that, know that there's this pattern um, and this like repetition in the things and the ways that he tries to trip us up. Mm -hmm. And um, we can learn those and, and really be ahead of that, but also uh, be that person for other people who are going through that as well in their life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Find those people. Yeah. I'm glad you have those people, Pastor Dallas. I, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm glad for it too. Yeah.
Well, it was good to have you on the show today. I Thanks it. for sharing your story and being able to, like, I love that you've gone through uh, journey to wholeness a few times mm-hmm. and that you feel like coming to this place of, of true healing and yeah. being able to like share that redemptive part of the story too. Oh, I love and it. And be able to do all it's, of that. It's totally worth it. I can tell you that because yeah. I've gotten a lot of wholeness out of it. So That's so cool. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode in our How Do I series. Do you have a question that you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. Comment and like this podcast and make sure to follow us on Instagram at j2wholenessgb. Thanks for joining us on The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. To learn more, visit our website at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, number two, wholeness.org. For more information about online courses, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats. And I said, I can't hear the word nature without seeing human nature by oh, Michael Jackson. Okay. So do it. You'll it's be hearing be that this Sunday. Do so. it. Part of the message on Sunday.